It's Tia. It's been a Mississippi minute, but we bite, baby. What's up, Pink Posse? It's your girl, Josh. And yep, we back at it like a crack at it. It's your girl, Jiggy, a.k.a. Tanika. Listen, pull up on us. It's time to cut up, because we back. What's up, Pink Posse? It's your girl, Koji. And we're back. Pink Sunday Radio. Hello. There Hello. you go. Hello. I hear you. Why did I? We working now. No. Y'all, y'all, y'all gonna be so mad at me. Um, what y'all think the issue was? You didn't. <laughs> what y'all think the right? issue is? I just need y'all. What you think the issue is for me? I have my phone muted, y'all. Bye. <laughs> So y'all not gonna let me lay this shit down and I legit hate y'all because Tia was the fuck up before we Tia was the fuck up before the episode. Uh last time we were on. You know what, Kendra, not her saying karma. (laughs) You sure right. You right. Okay, you know what? I'm going to get into the show, and, um, yeah, because this is really fucked up right now, how that went, our first day back. But guess what? So, anyway, I'm Koji. <laughs> Tia is here. Tanika is here. And Ja is here. Hey, and y'all. And we want to welcome y'all back. Um, the show we watched last night, the episode we watched last night uh, for the reasons we watched was perpetrating. Um, it was directed by Karina Evans. The writer is Katori Hall. Um, executive producer Katori Dante DiLoretto, Liz Garcia. Co-exec is Patrick Ian Polk and Carol Cuddy. Our music supervisors were Sarah Brumberg, Stephanie Diaz-Matos, and Felipe Pierre for episode one, okay? So we always start with just kind of like a flow flow layout. We kind of have a new flow, out, flow uh, layout, um, and Ja's going to do that for us. So Ja, go ahead and uh, give us the flow and stuff, disclaimer and all that. What's up, Pink Posse? Um, When you call in, please mute your phones when you are not speaking to prevent background noise as much as possible. We definitely want you to get your complete thought out. However, please try to be as concise as possible. That means brief and comprehensive. Once your point is made, we may disconnect you from the line, but if you would like to speak on a new topic, call back in. We love hearing from you. Also, I want to give a brief disclaimer. 
The views and opinions expressed in this show are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views or position of any entities they represent unless specifically quoted. This show is rated mature for language and subject matter, so please, listeners, discretion advised. Well, <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, look at you, Miss News Anchor for the day. That was nice. Y'all gonna let me live. Nice. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> what Cliff said, nice. Okay. Thank you so much, Ja. Um, we do have added social since our hiatus, and I want to let the head of social engagement put out that information. Uh, hey, y'all. Um, if you haven't already, you can follow us um, at Pink Sunday Radio um, on Twitter. If you want to listen to the replay, that'll be at PinkSundayRadio.com. That'll take you to iTunes. You can search for us on Spotify and Google Podcasts. If you haven't already, at the end of the show, if you like what you heard, just leave us a quick five-star rating. And if you really have time, leave us a full five-star review, and we will shout you out on Twitter and on the show next week. Oh, well, well. Did y'all hear that? That's a little added, huh? Um, Tia, did you want to add anything? And don't even start with me. Did you want to add anything? Nope, I'm good. I'm just ready to get it sorted. Okay. Also, you guys, so we're going to try to do something different this episode. Uh, If it works, it works. If not, then we'll go back to the drawing board and our meeting. But we're going to kind of integrate calls possibly on some of the topics that we are discussing. We may take a phone call or two if you want to add to that topic, okay? Otherwise, feel free to put your opinions in the chat about the topics we're discussing, and then Tamika, Teal, or um, Ja can kind of bring that into the conversation, right? Okay? So let's get started. going to be Haley's intro. Haley's intro. And I will say I never noticed the pink light. Don't shade me. Don't say shit. But I never noticed the pink lights until me and Ja were discussing um, the notes and stuff. And I was like, holy shit. So we have that little intro about Haley. Did y'all want to discuss anything about that scene with Haley? Wait, I want to know. I want to know how you, why you thought Haley ended up at the pink if you didn't see those pink lights. You thought she just like wandered around the town till she got there. Bitch, you know what? Okay, wait a minute. Hold on, baby. I'm feeling a, I'm feeling a little. It's a little bit, you know, hitting me with the bullet, baby. I don't have on a bulletproof vest. Okay. I'm just saying. Um. Okay, well, bitch. Okay, like, who knows? Okay, who knows? I do not appreciate that. Um, but, yeah, anyway, I just didn't think about it. I just thought she showed her ass up there, okay? So, okay. no, I did not think about that. But um, thank you very much. Anyway, so since she said her little bit, I'm going to mute her. Anyway, <laughs> she's the first mute, first mute of the day. 
And, but I do want to add something, though, because I said this last night on Twitter. I feel like Diamond, if we get his backstory, that could be a good segue for his pink arrival as well because he was at war coming home, and a lot of people, when they come back home, especially in the small towns, they go to the depot, the bus depot and everything. So that would be really awesome, in my opinion, if that's how he arrived, you know, found his way, saw the pink lights as well. Just a thought. So anyway, go ahead, uh, Tia, do you have, because uh, Tamika's muted. <laughs> I apparently I also kidding. thought that... <laughs> I apparently also thought that Haley was wandering around the desert and happened at the pink because I also did not notice the pink light in this <laughs> episode. I see. I thought I was the one that didn't pay attention. Now, okay. I, so okay. I didn't notice pink lights until they were in the stars in the car and when they panned out. And I was like, oh, shit, the pink. That's why it's the pink. You know, it's one of those kind of moments. You know- <laughs> Not you sounding like you're five and got ice cream for the first time. Dang, really, Tia? Okay. I mean, but that's really how it was. And then, so, of course, you know, we all rewatched these episodes a million trillion times. So then I don't know that I ever paid a lot of attention to that particular part with Haley. I knew she, like, left. But when I saw, like, one of the million times I watched it, I was like, oh, it's pink again. So, yeah. So you I thought that that was <laughs> <Okay>. so <laughs> That, you know, lights up the sky like that, which I talked about last night because, you know, I finally got there because apparently me and Haley were wandering in the desert until we got to the pink. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, Jack? Well, I did notice (laughs) the pink lights. Um, But in that sequence, I always remember thinking, where was she actually going? You know, um, we see her. But before we get to that, can we just discuss why in the hell did somebody pack a suitcase and the only thing in it was a wallet, one outfit, like a little classy <laughs> outfit, and some Louis Vuitton, uh, no, not Louis Vuitton, ooh, Lord, her uh, East Saint Laurent East Saint shoes. Laurent. Like, it is a flood. Where are your sweatpants, your gym shoes, your drawers? You know what I'm saying? Like, I imagine it's a flood, and you're trying to get out. And somebody was like, you know what? These shoes cost a pretty penny. I'm going to – the only thing I need to escape this flood is my East St. Laurent shoes and my purse and my and my little outfit. Oh, my God. I was like, and, and yeah. Haley was like, "Yeah, this is what I need to survive." Like, you, you know. And then you know where was she going? Um, and not, not to drag, not her dragging somebody who died in the flood. That's the real fucked up part here. But um, look, you know why she died in the flood? It's because she didn't have the proper <laughs> materials <laughs> to survive. You know what? Yeah, I don't know what happened. My bad, Lakeisha Savage. May she rest in peace. Okay. 
the, okay, that's her switch up, y'all. I just want y'all to know that's the Josh switch up. Remember how y'all was just giving her kudos points in the chat for her very news anchor like voice? But you see how she, yeah, she bringing out that shot time. I'm just, I give okay, let me very much Dr. Ja and Mrs. Hyde on everyday basis. I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, let me unmute Tamika. Go ahead, Tamika. <laughs> um, I did notice the pink light. Unlike the rest of y'all, um, <laughs> I agree with it, with Ja. I did wonder, like, where where was this bus headed? Did it say on the front or something? I don't know where she was going. Uh, I, I thought it remember. said Houston on the front. Where was she coming? Well, she was leaving Houston, right? Isn't that where she came from? Yes. Yeah. yeah, but I don't know if the bus oh. said Houston because that was the Houston bus, and we just didn't see where it was arriving. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I always assumed she was going to Memphis, uh, but okay. I don't know. They're all them cities. Ooh. The one, the one Ooh. thing that really stuck out to me in this beginning, the whole beginning part, is how much I just mm-hmm. never liked Haley. I know we're gonna get to the part where she's in when she finally gets to the pink, but <laughs> there has not been one second of this show where I liked Haley. Even with Mercedes, I thought we were no. all on board that we liked the little duo. Um, that was for like okay. five minutes. I wouldn't say I. I mm, okay, I'll give her that. I liked her for about five minutes when she was cool with Mercedes, but that's about it. Okay, all right. So we're doing a lot of dragging today. <laughs> um. Okay, so. We get to the pink, okay? Haley walks up, meets Diamond at the door. Now, my thing is, and I, I guess I didn't pay attention to this, so there was money in the wallet that was in the suitcase, right? Or, I, okay, I ain't going to even get into it. But either way it goes, she had, what, $20, $30? She had $20, right? $20, they yeah. Had 20. Yeah, mm-hmm. 20 Yeah, $20. So I find it so funny that she wanted to give Diamond her email as some kind of replacement because I'm like, you running from somebody? Like, I mean, I, I don't know what the email was going to do. I really don't know. I, I was like, why is she saying email? But Diamond tells her, get the fuck off with your little Rihanna looking ass, um, and she sees a little sign about the booty battle. Now, I I didn't know what to think of Haley at that point because I'm just like, okay, you're going to do a booty battle. I guess you can shake your ass, girl. Okay, cool. This this is about to be lit. And we get to the booty battle intro. I personally want to see Blue Cinnamon's repeat because I feel like she's probably going to tear up that pole. But how did y'all feel about her go into the pink the booty battle, because it wasn't given. I don't know how she won, but, I mean, you got to move the show forward. So what do y'all want to add? Uh, I'll start with you, y'all. Um, so first of all, I think it's great that she just happened to wander over to the tank on booty battle night, um, dressed in her finest uh, strip club attire, uh, thanks to Lakeisha Savage, may she rest. And um, she's there, and she looks out of place, you know. And I'm, I'm wondering, like, 
why, you know, like, why did she even think that? Like, well, why was she even trying to go to the pink? Like, was she definitely looking for a job in general? And so she was going to go in, try to see how to get a job, you know, but she just, she gets in there. I I wanted to know why Alizé was like, let me think about it, and still came out with Alizé. <laughs> see, that's why she didn't win. I'll try to say, you got to listen to Uncle yeah. Clifford, because Uncle Clifford told her, mm-mm, the last girl with that name, absolutely not. And she was like, okay, let me think about it. And she thought long and hard and still came out with Alizé. And I think she well, probably could have beat Haley with the weak-ass moves had she came up with something different, because... Haley really didn't um, give too much, which is why, like they said, she won because she was yellow. Let's just, that is the premise of the show, that Haley uh, gets it done in the town because she yellow looking and she ain't really got to do too much. So that's unfortunate. Okay. I, too, think Blue Cinnamon, cinnamon would have towed that pole up. Yeah, exactly. So I want to interject before I move on real quick, but um, I also remember Montavious, and I know this ain't steps over, whatever. I also noticed Montavious saying something about the Houston Pole Palace. So I, when he was sitting in the, um, sitting in his, well, not his chair, but you know, sitting in the chair in the Paradise Room, and he made mention of that. So I'm thinking, since you were asking, I wonder what would make her go there and da da da. I'm thinking that's because that's something she used to do. Even though I don't know what the, I'm assuming. I mean, Houston Pole Palace, like you know. So well, you said she I took classes that there. Is why? Uh-huh. Well, well, but okay. So the thing about it is, that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, that's the only thing that I can think of of why she would even go to the peak. I took I took lessons. Let me try it out. Yeah. Go ahead, Tia. She obviously ain't learned nothing, though. I want to know what the first Alizé did because the way Uncle Clifford was like, because the last one, and then she stopped. Wait a Mississippi minute. We don't get the story? Like, what did she do? That was so bad she can't be named. And then the names, it was hilarious. But am I the only one that doesn't think Autumn Night is poetic? Like, every time they say all poetic and shit, I'm like, what? Maybe not at I'm all. missing it? <laughs> I mean, compared to the other oh, names, yeah. like, everybody else is like peanut butter, Jupiter, uh, you know, stuff like that. And then you got autumn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, it, so, so the way yeah. you just said it, it never gives me that. <laughs> they say autumn night. That's because you don't all like no, because at this point, like I didn't know what to think of her, but when yeah. <laughs> Uncle Clifford was like, awful etiquette and shit, wait, I had to rewind, because I was like, maybe I missed the name, because she's surely not saying Autumn Night is a poetic name. So that was my big, uh, the locker room scene. And then I don't know if y'all saw my things last night. So I, I must have been that I kind of was okay with Haley at this point because Mercedes was such a fucking hater at this point with like everything. Because in my um, post last night, I put like when the East Saint Laurent, when they was doing that, I was like, oh, this is Mercedes hater origin story. Because the way she looked over and looked up and down, Haley when she was like, you mean Yves Saint Laurent? I was like, oh, this is the hater origin story. So I didn't necessarily particularly care for Haley, but at this point in the show, mm-hmm. I did care for her more than Mercedes. 
<clears throat> okay. Yeah, and that's and that makes me segue into what like the bullet point that I wanted to discuss. Um, did y'all even from the first time you met Mercedes, upside down, right, stretching and did her, did she give off OG energy? Like, you know, did you right away, like, okay, she must be the OG. You know what I'm saying? Did it give you Ronnie from Players Club? Like, did it give you that energy? Because I was like, I didn't realize it until, you know, she kind of shaded Haley and went for her next. But I was I was wondering, I think they did a um, – they were trying to really establish that she was an OG. Tanika, I'll, um, I'll let you go too because I forgot. Yeah, um, I think I think it gave me OG energy just because the three that were introduced first were were her, Gidget, and Keyshawn. So mm-hmm. of the three, mm-hmm. I, I, I guess she came off like an OG. Um, as far as what. Tia said, I guess that would have been my hater origin story, too, because, Haley, who are you talking to? Don't do Alizé like that. She was trying to be nice, and you got your nose turned up like you bought these clothes and didn't find them floating down the river. This ain't true. (laughs) You didn't buy this with your hard-earned money. Don't be mean to this girl. Oh, my goodness. I can't stand Haley. I'm sorry. I, I just didn't like anything that Haley did in that locker room. The way she just walked up and hopped in the front of the line. Like, she don't see all these people standing here. I was off her from that very first instance. Um, where else she won? She got on the stage and rolled around and had a PTSD flashback, and all of a sudden she got the 50 bucks and the, the hot wings. I know no, Strawberry know how to shake too. her Like, ass. what's the hot plate? Mm-mm. What's on the hot plate, though, y'all? I've only seen wings. All they got Somebody is wings. Somebody in the chat brought up. <laughs> Maybe it's too kind. She got a hot plate of wings. That's it. It's two kinds of wings. Yeah, you know, really? Unc was trying to give them wings away for like three dollars, so it was wings on that plate. They got lemon pepper wet. Right. They got suicide wings. Is that it? Oh, Somebody parmesan. Somebody has yeah. a parmesan wings too. <laughs> they got about three different wings. That's what and that's all. Well, can we talk about why they three dollars for a dozen wings? Like, because Unc been in that kitchen. That's why. <laughs> I'm like, you get 12 pieces of chicken for $3? That's also why the club is in so much debt. Bitch, if you don't raise some prices. Well, I guess if they oh, nasty, you got to try to shove them out there somewhere. They sell some hamburgers. Okay. That's what, wait, that's what, <laughs> somebody in the chat. Uh, no. <laughs> this is uh, John Tay, John, John right? She said, they sell hamburgers too. Uh, my, I, I guess I, I, I don't know. I miss. Lanita twenty two said she want to know do they got pizza. Do y'all see Lori any pizza? She was dancing on that stage, smelling like a couple of days ago because we did not see a shower. Although <laughs> she did do a little hoe bath in the bathroom when she dyed her hair. Not so she at least had a hoe bath. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, so we got Musty Haley what? now. Oh, my God. Jive. Girl, I was about to say your whole name. I'm just taking notes of how many people in Chuck Lisa y'all saying don't take baths. I'm just, I'm just oh, hell no. Okay, let me go ahead. I'm let saying we saw a whole bath and a kitchen 
sink, wash hair. She got a whole bath in at least. She wasn't smelling totally like two days ago. I'm sure she got them pits and, you know, the important parts. Yeah, but she can't Dirty be she walking in that She put at least one shower. She can't be in this locker room walking around like she better than everybody and she ain't washed her ass now. Come on. She can't do it. She had at least one shower. She was filthy in that flood. She had at least one. But I'm going to stand up for Haley and I'm going to say she takes showers at least twice a day. <laughs> you know what? I can't. I can't. That's okay, y'all. We're going to get off of Haley right now. We're supposed to be okay. We got to get back to the locker room and the and meeting the pack. We are off track again, ladies. Let's let's get back to the meeting the pack. You want to call Haley Musty shit? I don't know. Oh. So since we're getting back, I don't know if I would say Mercedes had OG energy to me. I don't. I don't. I don't know that I knew what to think at this point. In general, in this episode, I've always preferred. Mississippi's dance style over Mercedes. So in these beginning stages, I always wondered why um, Mississippi didn't have that, but we don't have any background on exactly how long Mississippi's been there. So I don't know if Mercedes the OG just because she's been there the longest or how that even works. I mean, she has her own thing. No, I knew that, but I'm saying she didn't give that energy. She didn't give me like yeah. Well, that's what from I the said. locker yeah, room, I, from I, I the dancing, because I her dancing was so this first one. She it was better as the series went on. This first dance she did in the red was so like rough to me compared to seeing Mississippi and Mississippi. how like graceful she mm-hmm. was on the thing. And then Mercedes mm-hmm. got on, and this is like the the headliner and I'm like what is going on why is she stomping why is everything so hard compared to how graceful we had just seen well that just means that the show did a good job establishing everybody's character because it was rough and it was athletic and it was strong and then if you fast forward with her and the girls, I think it was just trying to perfectly set up who she is, like the rough edges and her dance style. She was cursing the girls out during, like, you know, I just think they were just trying to, you know, make sure that we kind of have an established style and attitude of um, each character as well. Because Mercedes definitely, when she did that dance, I was like, oh, Okay, okay, yeah, she is the bottom bitch. She is probably the one that's going to curse out everybody, talk about everybody, and it was giving very Ronnie energy. So, okay. Ja, what did you want to go back to? <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm sorry. On um, oh, just the intro. Don't do that. Oh, <laughs> Look, I didn't know that was going to happen. So just on the um, introduction, I just like how they did the character introduction in general. And I think just speaking back to the style, like I did think Mississippi's dancing, you know, Mississippi comes in and she's, you know, he said she's bruised and battered, and they just give a hint. Like, okay, yeah, she got her head busted by that bottle on the um, stage. But she got some other bruises, 
And so um, I love how they didn't give it completely away just yet. They breadcrumbed us a little bit, like she got some other stuff going on. But then they show her on the pole, mm-hmm. and she is majestic and, like you said, graceful and just beautiful to behold. But I will give um, Mercedes this. I also was kind of like, geez, why is she so aggressive? But they also show – I love how they gave us um, – a little peek into what it's like to be on the pole ourselves. So we got to see a little bit from Mercedes' perspective mm-hmm. and let us know that, hey, this, it takes work. This is athletic um, for them to be, like they said, gangster walking on the ceiling and shaking yes. and flipping and what they call it, the iron X and all of those things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like this takes work. And so I think that's what makes, Mercedes, also the OG, is because not only has she been there the longest, but she is almost the most skilled. You know, I think we find out that Mississippi is equal, if not better, later, but Mississippi didn't have the confidence Mm -hmm. at first. Mm -hmm. So I think that's kind of like the purpose, which is why she rose up after the fact when she got that confidence, you know, towards that situation. And then the only other thing that I really noticed is, like, did y'all – well, we're still on the introduction. I'll wait. Uh, I'll wait yeah. yeah, we have to move on to another topic. This is crazy. <laughs> um, but I, I do apologize for the very beginning, so it, it's a little chaotic, you know. But what else is new with our show? So let's discuss Mercedes and Pastor Woodbine um, because when Haley – Haley won the battle. We see her where she couldn't, um, her phone, she spilled drink on the phone, okay, and then she starts screaming, and then they segue into Pastor Woodbine doing the most, but okay. Um, I didn't even realize, like, did y'all think that was Mercedes' mom at first? When what? Like, did y'all think that was oh, Mercedes' mom doing all that? In the church scene? Doing all that hollering in the church scene. I know we saw Mercedes sitting there, but, like, we didn't know her last name. We didn't know, Like, did y'all think, like, oh, my God, that's her mama. This is going to be crazy. Because that's what I did. Uh, I don't think I, look, I realized that was her mom. I don't think so. I didn't. Yeah, I knew that um, she was important to Mercedes' life because of their kind of unspoken interaction in the church. The fact that everyone else is standing up, she's still sitting down. And then she, at yes. this point, Sister Woodbine pointed to her like, basically, you can't receive your blessing sitting down. I knew that there was something to their relationship. I didn't know how deep it was, but I knew there was something to their relationship at this point. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, and I think me and John was talking about this, but uh, I didn't even realize that Sadie's had what, what's his what's his name? Um, Jesse. Officer, his name Jesse. Jesse. I didn't I didn't even realize that Jesse first watch. I mean, I didn't realize that she had his wallet um, in her G string, and that was the wallet. I was, I just didn't pay attention. And then when I saw her, and I was like, oh, that's why Jesse looked at her like that. Because I just thought it was like, oh, you in the church, you know, and 
but you gave me a lap dance like I'm a married man, you know, that type of energy, you know, like, oh, my God, hey, yeah, I was just, you know, um, acting a fool at the pink last night. I didn't even pay attention that that was his fucking wallet. I know I cannot be the only one. I'm the only one, aren't I? I, you might be, I actually noticed it the first time. But I was thought it was interesting that they went to the same church because on some level it seemed like they didn't know each other. But if they go to the same church, because it's clearly not the only church mm. in the town because we have the scene um, when Mayor, when at this point Pastor went by and told them that the chicken was dry. It's like a bunch of the church people there. So it's a bunch of churches, but they go to mm. the same church. That's so weird to me that he, like Kendra said last night on the timeline, he was trying to put his whole hand in Mercedes. You go to church with her and where her mama is the is one of the people and you was doing all that? That's a lot to me. But I did notice the wallet the first watch. So I yeah, thought this, I didn't even this scene was more about, like, her getting back at Jesse. Like, you was in the club last night. You were doing all that. You were touching on me in ways that I didn't want you to. And now I got your wallet. And now we sit in, in these pews next to each other. And you can't do anything about the fact that I have I have your stuff. And I'm putting your money in this collection plate. I didn't pay attention to maybe that um, Patrice was her mother or anything like that. To me, this scene was more about Mercedes and Jesse. Mm-hmm. That's what I got from First Watch. Mm. Okay. All right, then. Does anyone add anything before we move on to another topic? Because, yeah, we're not in order. And we have one hour, 24 minutes left. Did you want to take a couple calls and see if anybody wanted to chime in on this beginning part of the show? Yeah, I can take a couple of calls. I was going to wait Till the Andre, well, we, oh, Lord, we don't, mm-mm. we don't have to talk about stock Andre right now. But anyway, yeah, so we will take one phone call right now. And if it's just a short, brief, like, oh, da 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 da, maybe one minute and then you're ready to hang up, then we may take another call. Um, make sure, because now we are kind of, you know, time limited. So just make sure that when you do call on, call in, that it's not too long. Not too long. Hold on one sec. The guest calling number is 515-602-9773. 515-602-9773 if you want to add to the intro conversation. Okay? I'll, I'll look out for the uh, dashboard, I mean for the studio, um, if anybody wants to talk. Now, Andre. Did y'all have, I know we're, because we can't cover the entire episode, right, you guys? But I wanted to discuss Andre, um, just first meet with Haley. Um, like, it was very odd. I was just like, what the hell is going on? Like, no way in hell did I think that it had anything to do with real estate. Like, I just, I did not get that vibe at all. It, I thought it was about the drugs, you know, when he was taking a picture of the trash, when they were taking out the trash, but it wasn't trash, it was like, you know, the plug. I honestly, I just had no, no clue. But do y'all have any thoughts on Andre? 
I 100% thought it was some drugs or something like that happening because the whole, his whole, like, later on when um, Haley calls him creepy, I see the creep vibes in this particular episode. Because when she said that, I was like, Andre don't seem creepy, but, like, really paying attention to this, his whole vibe, this whole first episode was, like, super creep, especially at the very end. I know we're not there yet, but the very end of the episode where he's, like, sitting in his car outside the club, like, looking in his rearview mirror. Or something like that. It's like super creepy. So I definitely thought it was like some drugs or something. Because at that point, we don't totally know what's going on. Like we know it's a strip club. We know yeah. some stuff is happening, but yeah. we don't totally know. So he was definitely just giving me full creep vibes. I didn't know what he was doing, but it was creepy as fuck. Very true. Ja, you want to add anything? I just when I first saw it, I saw it when they introduced him, I thought the same. I thought he was, like, the police. I thought he was an investigator. I thought he was an FBI. He's trying right. to take pictures. Because he's, like, he's taking pictures of him taking out the garbage, you know. And so later on, when he says, well, he's really there, I was just kind of like, what? Okay, because I was nervous for the pink. I was like, oh, no, y'all about, to get, y'all about to get exposed. I don't know what y'all doing, but y'all about to get exposed, you know. But um, yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, Tanika, I know you don't shade him, but go ahead. I I don't really shade Andre, do I? I don't think he gave me creep. It, I don't I don't think I got that. It gave me very much corny when he was talking to to Haley, but I never really got creep from him. I don't think. Um, I did think he was maybe like the police or someone. When they he was taking pictures of the tr- um were they taking out trash what were they doing I yeah they were taking out trash with Duffy no I don't think Duffy had gotten the there yet or maybe it might have been the drugs I thought they were taking out trash that's what I thought but I thought now, the, tra- I'm not the sure. drugs were in the trash I thought the drugs were in the trash as like a cover up like that's what I thought oh, you thought they had a whole operation okay <laughs> for sure yes because when when uh was it Cliff? Was it Cliff or Big L? When they opened that money, you saw all the cash, um, drugs or whatever. Like, shoot, I thought they had their whole little operation. I thought that was the point of showing that part. So that was just me. I was on some motion, I guess. I, I can actually like, okay, get behind drugs. that theory. I did not think that, but I can get that behind that theory, Coach. Maybe, Coach. Maybe. <laughs> you. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, okay, you tried it, bitch. Oh, you didn't hear that, did you? Yeah, okay. So, uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, okay. So, let's talk about Uncle Clifford and Mississippi, the domestic violence. Um, that situation, I don't want to spend too much time on it. That's something we can definitely discuss, you know, when we give y'all maybe more content. But I think in that scene it was really established just how, um, you know, it made the scene when she was trying to leave and they gave that embrace, she forgave her and everything else. I really thought about that important scene right there. It just goes to show you how much of a caretaker and motherly figure Uncle Clifford is for everyone. Like, I 
there was a huge, huge, in my opinion, I felt all warm and all that kind of stuff because um, they really established that. But I also was just like Mercedes when Cliff said that, you know, she used to get beat. And um, but she poured hot grits on his dick. And so my thought is the OG, who I think is the ex, you know, and never mind. What do y'all want to add to that? Go ahead, Tanika. Um, I'm not sure I have uh, much for this section. It very much did give us um, insight into the way that Clifford takes care of her girls. Um, mm-hmm. And it gave us some backstory that we're definitely going to have to, to come back to. Um, but but other than that, those two things, I, it didn't tell us much. It, it it very much gave me, it left me wanting more. I want to know the rest, and I can't wait till we mm-hmm. come back mm-hmm. to it. I agree, because I don't think they're going to. No way is Katori going to just leave that storyline. We have no. to know. We have to know who is Cliff's ex, and that it, it has to happen. And, yeah. and I'm just like, we have, all the, we have all these theories on the timeline of what we think will happen, what we want to happen, and I feel like I should put on a clown nose because I'm like, half the shit we're talking about, it is not going to happen at all. But I really hope we get to find out who that ex is. Um, yeah. So, okay, does anybody else want to add anything? Because we have 16 minutes left, and if we don't fucking get to murder, then... We have an hour and 16 minutes left. Girl, um, you know what the hell I meant, Lee. Y'all getting on my... Girl, whatever. Go ahead. So what I actually liked about this scene is like a nuance, which they do this a lot. It's a lot of don't judge a book by its cover all throughout the series. Uncle Clifford is huge, like six five, couple hundred pounds, like a huge non-binary person. And that's a person that you would least likely expect to be getting abused. And that's something that I just love throughout mm-hmm. the whole series mm-hmm. is it just brings mm-hmm. that kind of stuff up. Like that's not something I don't think anybody would ever think, even though as a non-binary person, she has her feminine qualities. That's still a mm-hmm. she's very larger than life person. So I love the mm-hmm. fact that they touched on that. I'm going to, it's going to be great when they really talk about, the intricacies of that and how, because mm-hmm. I can't imagine that her partner was her size. So I'm I'm lo- really looking forward to them getting into the interest, intricacies of the mental part of how does somebody like Uncle Clifford, larger than life, um, super confident, just a big person, both physically and everything about her personality, how does she get in a position where she's getting abused? Well, I also think that they just wanted to make a point that everybody can be abused. You know what I'm saying? That's what I thought, too, as well as what you're saying, Tika. Tia, I said Tika, Lord Jesus. As well as what you're saying, Tia. Um, but I definitely felt like they wanted to make sure that it's clear domestic violence can happen to anyone and size, everything. It doesn't matter. So, yeah, they do a great job with that. Um, 
Ja or Tanika, did y'all want to add on to that, or do we want to? I have I have something to add before we get into murder, but I wanted to see did anybody else have anything to say on this topic? Ja, do you? Yes, um, I thought not only um, where you mentioned that it led to letting everyone know that domestic violence is not um, specific to women, but also pointing out that. The, the type of violence that happens within the LGBTQ plus community, mm-hmm. you know, um, something that I read Katori speak on, which I can't remember exactly what was said, and I think well, it was more, it was more about a, uh, the scene that's upcoming in the next episode. So I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. Um, but it was in relation to that kind of interaction between Murda and Cliff in the car, but um, mm-hmm. and her reactions to in that scene. But just you know, there's a lot of violence that happens. You know, you have mm-hmm. a lot of people, especially when it comes to the trans community, the um, non-binary community, where you know, violence is something that they have to be concerned about because there are some people who you know, results of those type of things. So um, I think it kind of hit home for a lot of different people, whether male, female, non-binary, straight, gay, you know. So um, it was a very unifying topic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I agree with that. So, so I wanted to just say this before we get into the the murder, and I I know that's going to be a huge freaking, that's going to be the one that I really feel like if you have anything to add, that's the time to call, Um, because that way, that way you can still have a chance to say what you want about murder, and if we have any um, time left over, then we can discuss other stuff. You can go back to another topic that you didn't call in about when we were discussing the intro. Um, but I wanted to really discuss Uncle Clifford before the payday loan um, because that was huge for me looking at it as an audience um, because I think so many times people feel that they are being judged. And I feel like with Uncle Clifford, you know, it's sort of like when he talked to Murder and was like, where are we going to go? Where are we going to go? You know, so it felt like the pink, the pink is her house. That She can be her authentic self. But she was going to handle business, and she felt necessary to go into the masculine energy, even removing nails and, and everything else. And she goes into the payday loan only to find out that these people got her in a wig and nails and everything else on the wall. So I almost feel like in my brain it's sort of like, um, you know, like body dysmorphia or things like that. When you're looking at yourself and thinking about how people look at you, when at the same time sometimes those people actually acknowledge who you are. You you know what I'm saying? So, um, And I also find that, I, it was interesting that her pronouns didn't get introduced till she met murder, which really set the precedent and the tone for their relationship. If you're thinking about 207, 
Murder still saying, what are you? Even though she said what she was. There, it just kind of set up a lot of things for later on in the season for me. Um, and, yeah, I, I just have a lot of thoughts on that, but I know we're time constraints, so maybe that's something I can go further into in the bonus. But do I want to discuss the payday loan and or anything that part? Tia, do you want to go? Um, the fact that scene, I kind of have the same opinion that you have. Like, I thought it was interesting that she went through all that to somewhat present masculine. And I say somewhat because to me, mm-hmm. everything about, like, the shirt she had on <laughs> tied, like, was a wrap shirt. Then she's got a whole scarf around her neck. And I'm like, it's it kind of masculine, but it's still very <laughs> Uncle Clifford. It's not giving mm-hmm. full masculine. So I did, like, mm-hmm. so watching that scene and then, like you said, then when when um the teller points to the picture and it's her in full <laughs> makeup, wig, and everything else. And my thing is, like you, like you literally walk around the whole every day like, the in the feminine form so it was it is a weird Mm -hmm. thing because as much as she embraces herself her Mm -hmm. thinking that she couldn't do business as her feminine Mm -hmm. self was very very interesting yeah it almost felt like equated to code switching (laughs) you know we're in a different place and then you switch it up. I mean, for some people, I, now, hey, y'all do your thing. But I know for me, I answer the phone a totally different way than I am on this show. I, that's all I got to say. So, um, Ja, do you want to add to this? Um, I don't really think I have too much different um, to say about that particular moment except that um, I was shocked that we didn't really get too many more of those moments. I mean, we got our we got our do rag and you know Tim's and jogging suits, but mm-hmm. as far mm-hmm. as her coming almost all the way out of the feminine energy side to her, you know, because being mm-hmm. non-binary, mm-hmm. she is supposed to she is representing um, both masculine and feminine energy. A person who walks. In, you know, balanced in both of those. But like was said earlier, we mainly get um, the feminine aspect of her with sprinkles or, you know, her masculine energy shows up when her masculine energy is called. It it appeared, you know. So um, mm-hmm. I'm actually mm-hmm. hoping that maybe in season three we maybe do get something a little more similar but yeah i love the fact that when they finally pan to the picture they're like you you come in here any way you want to we got your number sis <laughs> okay we, not, we yeah, got your number right so, <laughs> money, you know, money is money money is money okay we'll collect mm-hmm. it we don't care yeah exactly um tanika did you want to add anything um i think i agree mostly with what everyone already said um the thing that stuck out to me the most, like I said on, on Twitter last night, is the fact that we never see this again. And I always wondered if it was so that's why we don't get it. Because even, mm-hmm. like Josh said, even when she has on the, the Tims and the do-rag, she still has the lipstick on. The nails are still 
still there. So for yeah. her to strip down all the way and take the na- take the time to take those expensive nails off, um, I don't know, know why we never come back to that. And I would love to see more of the, you know, outwardly masculine Uncle Clifford. I want to see that in mm-hmm. season three. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, is that the only time we've seen – well, that wasn't completely stripped down. Is the only time we've really seen no lipstick with the do-rag, like you said, like that's when she took the shower in 207, right? That was that was the whole vulnerable and we're completely um, – you know what, never mind. I'm going to get off that subject because we can um, go everywhere. So let's let's get into murder. Um, you know what, Tanika? I'm gonna let you start. I'm gonna let you start with this one. Um, but we do see murder pull up in a rental. Um, and did did I hear him say it was tea? Right? That wasn't even no alcohol. Yeah, right? No, that it, was it that was tea. It wasn't. It was tea. Now, if it had something in it. Okay, but the fact that Haley called out Pico and said sparkling water later, I have a feeling that it was tea. He poured tea on the floor bricks to make it heavier, which was funny because it's like Wody thought of it, he didn't. I'm like, how you want to perpetrate but don't even have a whole outline? You know what I'm saying? But the Slay Queen, I'll just let you take it, Tanika, uh, from <laughs> Jump, with this one. <laughs> Why well, I got to take it for um, you know what? That's y'all face. Wait, wait, wait. What? You know what? Hold on, Tamika. Now, see, you see how we're not gonna get through the conversation. I should have started with Ja on this one. That's what I should have did. So, how about yeah. we meet? We meet. We we're gonna meet you. Hold on. No, Lord, not to get muted again, again, honey. And hold on, let me just mute her real quick. Okay, so Ja. Why don't you go ahead and start off the murder? Okay. Y'all know I, y'all know I muted her, right? I really did mute her. Let me let me stop playing with her. Hey, Carol. Goodness. Okay. <laughs> anyway, okay. um, go, I'm gonna I'm start with John. Go ahead. I love how they show. Um, it's funny because. They show all of the perpetrating, but murder really is a thug. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like low key. But he pops out. He got his double cup. You just know he's sipping on, you know, that lean or something. And he's like, well, yo, you wasting my tea. You know, um, he calls Wody the f bomb. You know, and he he's you know he's giving all of that toxic masculine energy. He's like, yo. You know, this, you know what I'm saying, has a, a hobby of arranging flowers and stuff. And so you're expecting um, murder to just, you're like, okay. But then you're like, you got tea. Okay. I'm confused, you know. Like Kendra say, he got his uh, baby chain on, his mall kiosk special cash chain. You know, I have no idea why in this moment I didn't really pay attention to the fact that he's clearly like nobody trying to be somebody. Like I was just watching it like, okay, you know, la-di-da. And uh, it's not till later some things really spark out to me. But, yeah, the main thing about this first introduction to him, and he also seems like, 
I, I, I really didn't expect some things to happen later on because even when he walks up to Diamond and they have their interaction, I felt like he ain't really want no smoke. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're trying to do all this and that and the other, but you're giving, you know, I, I ain't really want it like that. So that's all I have to say on that part. Okay. Um, Tia, do you have anything? Oh, Lord, do you have anything to add? So my I've said this a few times. My best friend is gay, and we were watching it, and he did that <laughs> Hey, Queen, hey, Slay, Queen, Slay. We were like, mm, I oh wonder if he's gay. Like, no bullshit. We were both like, because that ain't shit hetero men really be out here saying. So all of, we was like, and this is before we get into any of the episode, because we were like, hey, Queen, hey, Slay, Queen, Slay, the fuck? And so that shit was like, and then he was like, yeah, little murder in the building. Like, he had just said something, and old, the way old, old girl walked away is the way I was looking at my TV. Like, what the fuck was that? Then I'm like, why does he have on this furry hoodie with no sleeves and no sh- Are you hot or are you cold? What is happening right now? Pick a fucking no. struggle. Which thing is happening right now? Then when he gets, like, Wody, that's little murder. Don't you don't know who he is? No, don't nobody know who Lil Murder is. Cause y'all is wherever you were at, court and sit on my lap. He should have fired Wody right then and there, letting him come to the club with "Sit on My Lap." That they were supposed to play in the club as the breakout song. I was like, what is going on now? What I will say about this scene, though. I kind of feel like he did want smoke. Like, when I rewatched this scene a little bit, he looked back at Diamond like three or four times, like trying to decide which way he wanted to go. Like, if he was feeling froggy and he was finna jump, or if he was finna go to the back of that line to get sit on my lap plays. And, you know, Diamond always has this, if you feeling froggy, jump in nigga face on. So, one more look back, and it might have been something right there to go. That's what I think. Okay. Um, so Ja pointed out when we were talking um, in our meeting that Mississippi was on the pole um, as Murder was walking in. And so, you know, then we see them working together and stuff like that. I At this point, I really didn't know what to think about Murder. Like, I, I just... I didn't have any opinions. I just knew he was doing too fucking much. Like, you're doing too much walking into a strip club? You walk into a strip club and you you started off fraudulent, you know, when you stepped out the car. And, like, so I really didn't think about his sexuality either. Um, I, I just knew that Slay Queen, Hey Queen was just entirely too much. Um because I can't imagine anybody saying that as a come online, it was tired. But then again, it, if you're trying to overdo it because you know, you know, then I guess. So we're moving on to the Sadies and um, Sadies and Haley in the VIP with them because again, we don't have a lot of time and. I didn't know. Honestly, you guys, I really didn't know at that point if they were trying to present him as, you know, bi 
or what because she was sitting on his lap. He was rubbing on her. I mean, I guess it's just a whole lot of perpetrating. I guess. I guess. I, I just didn't know what to make of murder, honestly. So do y'all want to go to the Paradise Room now? You want to go ahead and discuss Paradise? Because I think we should. Um, this I mean, Paradise Room is... The Paradise Room is the first place that I saw Mercedes as an OG because when she snapped and they all, like, instantly stopped and walked out of the room, I was yeah, like, Yeah, that's oh. right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was the, yep. the beginning stuff, but that was when I was like, oh, she's that bitch because they literally, I mean, it went from total, all the noises to literally complete silence. And they just dropped everything and walked out. And I said, oh, yeah. and this scene, I have everything. Of course, the him going into the VIP, throwing the money on himself was just pure, like, silliness. As Tanika says, wow, business. Wow, business all the way through. But my thing that I did like about the Paradise Room before they go into the Mercedes Room is when he was like, so it's five stacks then. Because I don't know, something about that was like, so bitch, it's five stacks. You dancing or not? Like, whatever you're talking about, mm. so it's five. What we finna do? That was the part where I was like, where I saw a little less, like, perpetrating Trapper Rapper in him. Okay. Ja, you, you want to take this? You want to? Um, not really. Because the only thing that I really did want to, well, let me just speak to the fact of how they set us up every time. Like, I love the misdirection that the show does all the time because we come into that scene where they're into the private section and we see we going up her leg and we're like, yeah, okay. They in this private room is going down. And then it's like, she listening to some music. <laughs> you know? Oh my God! Ain't all that right? And even though I don't agree, it is hot trash, you know. And he is like, look, let me just trap reggae soul. Like when I heard that, I was like, what? But you know, that's I'm gonna get too much on that because. <laughs> that's right. Trap reggae soul. Like, I actually would like for Murda, now that he has some, you know, some better, you know, stuff to work with, I would love to see him get back in his trap reggae soul bag and come out with a bop that all of us think is good and not just, you know, me and a few of the girls, you know. But I would love for him to get trap reggae soul on the map. Um, just so, just so all he got to do is remix that on my lap and bam. Get a little tremolo in there, and we in there. You know what I'm saying? You uh-huh. just listen to a little tremolo. That's all. Maybe <laughs> enunciating a little better. Could... <laughs> uh-uh. Uh-uh. Ja. Ja. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. Uh-uh, that's I my favorite you. part. So, you know what I mean? I'm talking about this. No, no, no. no. You know, that's my part. <laughs> that's my part. Because you know. <laughs> Oh, no, 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 none of Man, these hoes. So that's my I like shit. That song. That's my and shit. And I do. I love that song. So as we get, so as we get off, I'm going to play it. Me too, Jai. I'm with you because I think <laughs> this shit was fire too. Tanika, go ahead. Am I off mute all okay. of a sudden? 
You've been off me. <laughs> Listen, first of all, y'all got to stop lying or sit on my lap. Y'all have to stop lying on this song. It's garbage. They they wrote it to be garbage. They meant it to be garbage. Y'all can I tell the truth. Did. Y'all can tell the truth. It's fine. I'm, I know y'all don't be in y'all house listening to this song. Girl, please. I'll be in my house listening to this song. <laughs> I am all about the come up, okay? I am all about the struggle and the come up, okay? So I love sitting on my lap because, you know, you're going to start at the bottom, but eventually you're going to rise to be a king, and that's what happens. So I appreciate the struggle. Okay. Sure. Okay. Well, we listen to good music over in this household. That's what we do over here. Y'all can listen to sit on my lap. I have never in my life listened to that whole song, I promise you. Well, that's really? how I found out I kind of liked it. I was like, let me hear the whole part. At first, I ain't going to lie. In the beginning, I'm kind of like, I don't know. But it's something about the melodic way that the part that's in cursive. Not but, melodic. <laughs> absolutely not. We're not We're not even going to go that far with it. See, melodic. No, we're not even. You like it, that's okay. But we ain't going to even go that far to <laughs> melodic. Nope. <laughs> part-time host. Because I sure thought that's what they was going to Lord go Jesus. in there and do. I didn't think they was going to be listening to music. So for her to I say that, know. yeah, you're right. And she looked at him like, and she looked straight at his dick. Like, when he said something else and she was like, yeah. looked at his dick and looked up at him and was like, I'm going to take him to the... And I was like, wait, okay, so you not no hoe, but that was some whole shit right there, so I'm confusion. Yeah, she was up well, on I, his tip, though. I don't, I've never been to a strip club, but what exactly does go down in the champagne room? I know well, you got to be there in Mississippi. Never been to a strip club? Minute. I've, I've never, never been. You know been what? To I wanted to go. Okay, I wanted to go wow. at a point in time. And then one of my friends, when I was in college, she showed me a video. And this greasy man was sliding all up in this woman, rubbing his balls in her face. And I was like, absolutely not. From that moment, I just never had a desire because I don't want this a random a stranger. It was right because I was yeah, like, with male right. strippers. But I've never, yeah, so I just never had the opportunity. But, like, in that particular thing, I was like, 
I don't want to go anywhere and some sweaty stranger is, <clears throat> pardon me, rubbing their balls in my face or sliding all over me. And, you know, I just was like, that's okay. But now that I'm older, I think I would like to see it. One, for the athleticism. Like, I loved watching P-Valley. P-Valley actually gave me a different opinion of strip clubs and strip club culture. So now I would like to see it because I love to see all the, um, like, the acrobatics and the, the pole work and all of that. But, yeah, no, I've never been. Male strip clubs and, mm-hmm. and female strip clubs are totally different. I don't go to male strip clubs totally. for exactly what you just said. One, they be all mm-hmm. baby oiled up. They be gyrating the baby oil and the sweat be slinging everywhere. They be putting a dick in your face and the dick be sweaty. They're disgusting. Male strip clubs, to me, are disgusting. I know people like them, but to me, are disgusting. Female strip clubs, if you go into the mm-hmm. champagne room, you're going for a little bow, take a wow, wow, most of the time. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, so, yeah, I've been to strip clubs. I don't do the male strip club. I will give a good tip at the female strip club. Anyway, Tanika. Uh, I don't even know you, what we're oh, talking about, done. but um, oh, right. I can tell you right now, I have never been to a strip club. I am in Boston. <laughs> this is not the strip clubs that I've tried to go to. We don't have like what y'all have down in Atlanta and in those places. So I have never been. And Atlanta's oh, even yeah. totally different from other strip clubs because, well, this is totally off it topic, is. but kind of on topic because of the um, colorism thing. The, we're one of the mm-hmm. few places that has a lot of black strippers. Like when you go to strip clubs, you see a lot of just different shades of blackness. A lot of other strip clubs, particularly in Miami, New York, they, most of the time, you don't see, if you see any black strippers, they're usually racially ambiguous. So our culture mm-hmm. is even different from, like, Miami strip club culture, which is really big. But if you go there, everyone has that kind of Latina look or that racially ambiguous look. Mm-hmm. But here you get black women. So even the strip club mm-hmm. cultures in the big cities are totally different. Yeah, this is very, very true. It is I mean, Houston is a melting pot. We have so many strip clubs. Oh, my God. Um, And the thing about it is it's like you have strip clubs that are very, very um, white, and then you go to another side of town, and it's very, very Latina. Then you go to another side side of town, and it is very, very black, all shades of blackness. Like, Houston is such a melting pot that they've, like, really separated so many things. Like, if you in one hood, it's this. If you in another hood, it's this. If you over here, it's going to be all white and da 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 So it is very different elsewhere. But I heard about the Miami and the New York colorism. So, yeah. All right. So we got off topic <clears throat> right there. Definitely want to get the girls together now and go to the female strip club so we're gonna have to do that job tanika okay i'm down that i have recommendations okay so yeah i i know you do baby girl um okay so we have 46 minutes left now i think what do y'all think because if we get into paradise and all that like all of us. It's are time to talk about Uncle Cliff and them in that room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So, so, so do you, 
<laughs> so do y'all want to, like, open up the phone lines that we all discussed it together? Yeah, we should probably take sure. it off. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. So this is the topic, y'all. We we on the Paradise Room, you know, Super Saiyan, Super Mario type shit right now, okay? So the guest call in, 515-602-9773. Five one five six zero two nine seven seven three. Um, yeah, so the phone lines are open, and we're going to discuss the Paradise Room. Um, I think y'all had a really good time last night talking about the Paradise Room. Some people were saying how Cliff definitely heard murder the first time, but mm-hmm. he's, but but you know, it was like, tell me more, tell me more. I was just like, take the grills out. Um, everybody's opinion was quite different, and I love that about the going into the Paradise Room. So, and y'all also, I didn't see this the first time either. Did y'all notice that um, Murder was putting earphones, earbuds? <laughs> did y'all notice that? Because I fucking did not realize that Murder put, I thought he was just gazing in her eyes. Touching her hair and face—that's that's all I was thinking about. I did not see the fucking earbuds. Did y'all see that the first time? You really wasn't paying attention on this episode, huh? But not a damn thing. Because <laughs> yes, I I saw the earbuds because I'm expecting to see a dick. So when I saw earbuds. You know I was what? Like, oh. You know what? Hold on. Hold on, since since Tamika really shading today, shade me. I did not, okay? No, I didn't, you know, but, hey, I was caught up in the moment about the situation. You know, I was just like, oh, my God, I'm fixing to have a couple to stand. Like, that's all I was thinking about. I didn't pay attention, just like you didn't pay attention to why Haley needed the money, needed the ID so bad to go get her money. Okay? Ooh, the call Haley, call. don't nobody care about Haley. No, nobody care about Haley. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, so That's let's fire. start with you, job. Girl, I'm going okay, so to you saying that. What do you think, y'all? Did notice the earbuds, as you said. But um, I like that whole scene is, okay, so, Okay, well, I got to save this for something else. I can't speak on this. So, anywho, that first scene was a lot for me, but I came in sort of knowing um, that, well, kind of getting a feeling for where this was going due to how I even discovered um, watching P-Valley. So, um, what I didn't notice was him checking her out on the way into the room. I did pick it up later you know, where she's going through her checklist of all the different type of bitches they got in there because she like, ain't no way in hell you trying to complain about my club. We got tall bitches, little bitches, um, you know, big bitches, small bitches, all of this. And Murda is like, he ain't heard none of that, you know, because he, he started checking her, you know, from the bottom to the top and back down again. And just grinning. He's just skinning and grinning. And she's going through this list. And Murder's like, I don't need none of them hoes, none of them bitches. What you got going on? Because I'm trying to find out. 
you know. Um, and so I love how, like, everyone's like, yeah, I think she knew, and I think she um, heard him very well, which I think at first she didn't. But that last one, I'm like, girl, I know you know what the hell he said. But then she gets in and she's playing coy, and she's like, oh, you know. <laughs> you don't make me blush, you know, like this whole scene is, um, it was really cute, you know, because again, we see Unc most of the time and she's in boss mode, mama mode, um, head, you know, HBIC mode. And then she gets in the room with little, little tiny chains and she's giggling, you know, she got her girl, her, her schoolgirl crush energy going, like, oh, my God, you're going to make me blush. <laughs> you know, I just thought yeah, it was really? such a cute little. Come on now. He twirled her weave. You know she can't feel that. And she I was like, this little nigga going to make me blush. Well, I, well I, think that, I think that, yes, it was like, <laughs> oh, my God, look at this. Look at this. I've never had this before. I've never been interacting with this, blah, 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 blah. But at the same time, I do feel like when Murder found out, found out that she was the manager, like, it was like, oh, you. I think it was a little bit of both. He trying to get his song played, but then also, but then again, the next episode, he's stalking, making music for her. So, uh, mm, I don't know. I don't know, but I, I think yeah, it's great that wanna... we're not really sure. So I noticed exactly. him um, checking her out. And like I said, I already was kind of on alert with Hey Queen Slay, whatever he said, Hey Queen, Hey Slay, Queen Slay. So I was already on alert because I, I didn't know what I was supposed to be getting from this character as far as sexuality. So when we got to the Paradise Room, and I totally saw him checking her out. So it was still like, wait a second, <laughs> am I right? And then when they get in, and he's fully in when she's like white bitches, green bitches, blue bitches, all the different kind of bitches, and he was like, I don't want none of that. And so I was shocked that they brought it out so early, so hard, so early, because something like that, which is one of the things I love about this show, something like that would have usually, like we, most shows would have teased that, because that would have been the storyline, but Katori and her crew have so much other good stuff that they can do, that wasn't the storyline, just like I like how they had murder come out this season, and we didn't have like five seasons of murder talking about coming out and not, and coming out and not but the Mm -hmm. fact that they like totally put it out that he was gay right then I said oh shit like uh, in the chat um Tanika was like paradise room is what got me hooked like that has got me hooked too because I said oh they coming with it they bringing this out at um episode one oh shit I gotta watch the rest of this because if this is like the start of the story I gotta see what the rest of the story is I, I agree with that yeah. completely. Um, this was like, we're 45 minutes into the episode, right, when when this Paradise Room stuff starts. And at this point, I'm completely here for Uncle Clifford. Like, I'm, I'm loving her and everything about her. And I'm not expecting this from Little Murder after, you know, his interaction with Mercedes in the VIP room. When she pulls him up at the door and pulls him by the ear into the room and he's immediately checking her out, 
I'm like, okay, I'm here for this. And then when she's going down the list of the different bitches that she has, and he not paying attention to none of that, and is completely focused on her, for for the show to give me Uncle Clifford and have me hooked on her and completely into her, and then to give her a love interest immediately, okay, I'm watching every episode. You don't got to tell me anything else. I'm into this show. This is what I want to see. So this is where they definitely got me hooked, right in this room. Yeah, I agree. And I didn't watch the show from the very beginning. Like, I didn't come into Teen Posse until the premiere of season two because um, mm-hmm. I just had so much TV to watch. And I, every, I've i seen people talking about it, but it was just like, okay, I'll eventually watch it. And then when I watched it, I was hooked was hooked and I was so excited for season two um, to premiere so I was pleasantly surprised like you Tamika with how everything went down because I was enamored with Cliff from the beginning like as right. soon as she steps out the, steps out the back door like gorgeous right. outfit energy I, I loved everything but then you add on murder and it's like oh, my God, I want y'all to get married. Like, um, give me my stand card, and yeah. So I agree. All right. Just to remind everybody, feel free to call in right now. We have 36 minutes left, and we would love to hear your thoughts about the Paradise Room. Um, The call-in number is 515-602-9773. are there any comments? Let's see. Anybody's commented on that Paradise Room trailer? I see there's a debate going on on whether this was a flashback, which is what I read, or was this her having a fantasy about what she wished they did in the Paradise Room, which someone else said they, um, that Katori said. So I think it's very interesting. Y'all think it was a fantasy, or do y'all think something really went down? And uh, she was like, oh, I love the way he's talking to me right now. Make me think about that other stuff. If nothing happened in that Paradise Room, literally none of the rest of the episode, or not the episode, the season makes sense. Because what, I mean, I, I get people have love at first sight and stuff like that in real life, but even season one, season two, when, when she says people get turned out in the paradise room, leads me to believe something happened in the room. So I don't know if mm-hmm. originally they had it set up as it was just supposed to be like flashbacks, nothing happened, but to make the rest of the story mm-hmm. make sense. Because remember, the pilot is is a, quite a bit away from the actual filming of the rest of the series. So mm-hmm. that may have been oh, yeah. her original thought process was it was just supposed to be a flashback but then when they really fleshed out the love story it turned into something actually happened because him when he dropped uh Daquan DJ never scared off like none of the rest of it when he busts into the kitchen yeah I'm stalking you none of that makes sense if literally nothing happened in the paradise room right because what would have turned him out for a good conversation I think it started out as fantasy and somewhere along in the writer's room it changed because remember, we never get any mention of anything happening in the paradise room until 
2-9 is the first and only time they mention when she says, you know, niggas get turned out in the Paradise Room. So, and the the tweet from Katori, that came during season one. I think that's the next episode that she tweeted. um, These were the things that Clifford wanted to happen in the Paradise Room when she was in the car having the flashbacks. So I don't think it started out as something real. Um, but somewhere along the way, they realized, okay, this storyline is not really making sense because this relationship moved real fast and nothing re- really happened. He wrote mine, uh, episode one, three. Mm-hmm. So why is he writing mm-hmm. that song if nothing happened? Like, what is he, what is, how is she yours? Y'all haven't done anything. You barely know that her. That was still 102. Was that two? That was at the yeah. end. That was at the end of 102. So between nothing, absolutely nothing happening in the Paradise Room, him stalking her sitting in the car in the kitchen, he had wrote a love song and left it in her car for her. So, yeah, right. you're right. That doesn't make a lot of sense. But, I so, mean, I don't okay. want to offend nobody. <laughs> because Katori definitely <laughs> put out a tweet, and I, I, I'll probably put it up next week when we do the rewatch, that – these were the things that uh, Clifford wanted to happen. And she, like, capital letters wanted uh, in the tweet. So I think they changed that along the way. Nay, baby, in the uh, chat says a lot of off-screen shit happened, which I do believe a lot of off-screen. I mean, in my mind, it has to have happened for all the grinning and grinning they are doing in these first few episodes, even before the jukebox episode. Whew. They're all the skinning and grinning and everything that they're doing <laughs> to get to that episode. Obviously, a lot of off-screen stuff, but what even kicks off them hanging out off-screen if nothing happened in the Paradise Room? Because we see the Paradise Room, then he threatening her in her car. So if <laughs> how do we get to we getting our back blown out on the jukebox? From nothing in the Paradise Room? So, mm. And also, she had a nickname by the end of... <laughs> Episode two, like y'all had to have been talking for people to feel comfortable giving you a nickname. That had to happen. Very true. He was every like the first few episodes, like murder has been every little except his name. That was, which I find is so hilarious. Like he came up. I'm talking about I'm talking about he came uh-huh. in. Hey, yo, Cliff. Yeah. I'm talking about the other way around. He comes in the kitchen, Ayo Cliff. So right away, yeah. he's already calling her something different than anybody else. Like, he knows her name. He, he's already shortened it. He's already like, yeah, whatever. I'm busting up they in your kitchen. They changed phone numbers at some point because it was, was like they the were saving each other's phones after, like, they got caught by Keyshawn. So it's like – and. It, it, I something had that. I think that Katori, like Tanika said, like we've all said, I think initially it was fantasy, and then it was like we really want to flesh this love story out. Because I think we talked in the uh, DMs about thinking that that may not have been the original focus of this mm-hmm. season. Like them being a couple was something that kind of happened, mm-hmm. and I don't think that they mm-hmm. wrote a lot to it. Because I don't think they mm-hmm. thought people would be as into it or ship it the way that we shipped it. Because the way that this season was 
played out was Haley was supposed to be like the star. Like everything is is connected to Uncle Clifford. Like everything in the whole show is in some way, shape, or form connected to Uncle Clifford. But outside of her, Haley was the star. I don't think they expected us to really fall in love with Uncle Murder like it. So I don't think they wrote a lot around it for us to see. Yes. Okay, we have mm-hmm. a caller, and I believe this is Hold on. Uh, oh, not the phone hanging up. Oh, girl, uh-uh. she just dropped the call. Yes. <clears throat> I saw that phone, and I was like, oh, okay. All right. So, if you want to call, feel free to call. <laughs> feel free to call back. But, yeah, um, we're almost done discussing that or did y'all want to add something else to that? No. No. You okay? This must be this must be her. Hold on one second. Welcome hey, y'all, to can y'all Sunday me? Radio. Yeah, I can hear you. Hey, hey girl. Hey, My baby. Hey, girl. Somebody was knocking at the door, so I had to hurry up and come in another room. Somebody here to fix some stuff, but uh, okay. I was calling to chime in on the Paradise Room situation. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember Murder saying in the car, "You didn't want the D." So maybe when she done the whole flashback thing, that was just her in her own mind. That's what I always yes, thought. Kendra. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. But I'm mad that it was just. A, I guess I thought it was. I, I guess it was my real. challenge is how would she know? I from that scene, I took that she knew how big his dick was when she was like, "Quit flodging, you ain't that big." And he was like, "You know, oh, I'm big. <laughs> my shit big." Well, you know, after he said, "Why you ain't want this dick?" He was like, <laughs> "My shit big, but my shit bigger." <laughs> Well, but I feel like she felt she had to at least feel it or see it or something to even, I don't know. Like, is that a little banter? She was like, you probably couldn't take it no way. Like, it seemed like she knew when she said that, like, your shit ain't that big, like. It definitely sounds like she knew. Because I always took it like they made out. They probably made out of each other's head. And he wanted to, like, actually go further and fuck. And she was like, nah, like, I just met you. I ain't going to do that. That's how I've always took the car scene and the stuff that they said. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, murder has a hard time with rejection. He have a he has such a big ego, you know what I'm saying? So I think I think uh, Cliff may have hurt his little feelings in the paradise room because he's not used to people telling him no, obviously, in my opinion. Um, okay. Huh? I said, yeah, because they weren't even talking about that. He pressing her for money. He like, yo, with my money and play my song, da 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 she like, oh, you know, ain't my fault. My fault. Say these ain't want to dance, and then he just randomly was like, yeah, why you ain't like, why you ain't want this dance? Why you ain't want this dance? Let's get to the let's get to the real <laughs> meat and potatoes. People are really here. Why you even, why you even, I don't care about that money. 
No, uh, no, but that's the only thing I wanted to call in and talk about. I know the rest well, I mean, of the stuff it's is the in the Oh, okay. What's the end of the show almost? Because it's only 25 minutes left, so, I mean, you can definitely add on something else. Like, did you have any other thoughts about this first episode? Mm, nah. No. Mm-mm. It was just that. Oh, oh and Mercedes' Mercedes interaction with her baby and me and mama would have been tussling outside, baby. Lord, say this hoe. Excuse me? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that. No, ma'am. She would have still been on her knees in that parking lot while I was riding off in the moonlight. It would have been no tussling. (laughs) That's a mess because she knows she was hoeing back Back in the day, and at the juke joint, Ernestine's juke joint, she she was there. Okay, so she needs to come all. I'm I'm tired of that though. Like, well, she the mayor bishop now, so I'm I'm rooting for her. But that was something that kept pissing me off each damn episode. I was like, sis, you are the most such a hypocrite. You are such a hypocrite. But anyway, okay, so just the, do y'all want to even discuss that? The you want to go back to the Mercedes Pastor Woodbine? Because um, she didn't mention, we didn't know that Terrica was her daughter yet because she acknowledged that shell, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you no, get yeah, any, kind of, did you get all, any yeah. kind of vibe? Like, no, right? Y'all didn't get any kind of, no, I was kind of vibe that was her daughter. I, going yeah. back when she was like she getting too big to be wearing those shorts seeing the rest of the series it's like oh but not like first watch on the first episode no yeah yeah definitely definitely um i want to go back to Haley, i guess Haley being shown around the club by mercedes First of all, I miss Yoli, but she had bigger things to do because um, I always wanted her and Mercedes to fight because for some reason there was an energy, there was an energy between Yoli and Sadie's. Like she never took no shit from her and she always told her how she felt. Um, but how did y'all feel about she being shown around the club and you know, how to scope out this and scope out that and the drinks and everything else. I just feel like she was always so out of place, in my opinion. Haley. I mean, she was. She wasn't a stripper. I believe, so my whole thought was that Montavious paid for her to have the classes so she could dance mm-hmm. for him at home. So I don't think she Ooh. was into the stripper club world. That was just something personal they did. And so then mm-hmm. now she's actually in the club, and this is a whole different animal. This is a whole different environment. For sure. And because I thought it was interesting that for Haley to kind of, like, you know, the whole attitude she gave Alizé, E. St. Laurent, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, so clearly you know about fashion, you know about what's expensive, you know about the money, mm-hmm. which is why she thought the guy with the vintage Space Jams probably might have had some money. 
But in the same token, it was like she was totally lost on how to survey the room and see who really had the money. And so that kind of didn't match Mm -hmm. with Haley's character energy where she was supposed to be someone who actually could peep out some different things and, and know what, you know, know where the money is, sniff the money out. So, yeah, yeah. That was pretty interesting. There, yeah. I really want Very to see true. more. I wanted to see more of Yoli. I thought because, you know, like I said, it's such a uh, time span between the pilot and the rest of the series. So I think I feel like mm-hmm. they had a bigger role set up for Yoli. And then Danielle ended up doing a lot more stuff and just got too busy mm-hmm. to really, like, play a bigger role because I – and I I hope that they bring her back in season three because they could. They, she didn't, like, get killed off or anything like that. Um, the biggest thing about Haley being – like, she was – everybody else is in full floss, and she's in, like, some cut-off jean shorts and a tank top. Like, she's at something you wear to, like, the neighborhood barbecue, not to strip. And that always confused me because, like, what? Like, because you got my day with a whole floss – table why is she in jean shorts and a tank top i don't even understand right Girl. well she never well, you she know, never she had the money to buy the floss right exactly she didn't have the money to buy the floss exactly is that her and first I'm night like, dancing Damn, but can't... that's technically her first night dancing i think so that's why she's yeah, getting the, the booty battle mm-hmm because murder noticed her on the pole, so that was like the, that she was actually dancing. But I'm like, damn, like y'all can't give the girl a little floss, like she can give it back to you, you know, by the end of the week or something. None of them girls liked her. She they was wasn't giving her nothing. You know, but, but Mike she, had a little bit of a soft Mike spot Kay. for her. Yeah, yes, Mike had a little bit of a soft you. spot for her. I just thought it was odd. Because I was like, I remember first watching it like, are those jean shorts? What the hell is going on over here? And then that whack-ass, what is, <laughs> that's the Beyonce cousin in the blue dress. Um, No, it's not. <laughs> like, not a jean? Not at all. Cousin? Like, yeah, that's a good metaphor. Dang. It is not. No, what are y'all talking about? <laughs> like, no. Nobody don't care what Mark is Baby, Haley got a hanky of age, child. What you say? What? <laughs> what you say? I said Haley got Haley got an ass like Hank Hill. Oh shit! Hank Hill. You know what? You know what? That's why I was over here laughing. She's got a nice body, like for regular everyday life, but not for for regular everyday life. It's a very nice body for. Strip club down in the Delta, absolutely not. There is not one. Like, Keyshawn is a little thin, but she's still, like, super, super curvy. Nobody else in that club looks like Haley. Nobody. Bitch, I think they did a good job of making the point that nobody is like her. Um, Even Gigi got her. Yeah. Um, not Gigi got her with the pretty ass legs. Yeah, she, yeah, she, uh. Like, were her legs that pretty? That were not pretty. That were not pretty. Not really. (laughs) They were just regular. I was expecting, like, some calves, some muscles. I was expecting some track legs, some something. And they went over and they were, like, jiggling and 
pasty and stuff. And I was like, okay. First of all, the night, then the pretty legs. I said, I just must, I don't know. I must be too much of a northerner because I don't see none of what they talking about. Maybe they just didn't have nothing better to say. Like, the series, like, she ain't got no big boobs. You know, she's got pretty ass legs, girl. You know, you got to encourage people You know, people she was sometimes. a cheerleader. She say something she nice. She was a cheerleader. So, right. You know. She was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, but and I do want to bring that. cheerleaders do be having them legs. She just don't. They do. Okay, girl. So, legs. I want to bring up what you said because that is true. It makes sense because in 108, Montavia said all those classes you still can't dance for shit or something along those lines, and that's so true. I mean, yeah. So that that definitely makes sense for um, what Josh said because it's just like, can you imagine your significant other wanting you to, you know, dance all sexy and you couldn't? So he paid for you to take dance lessons? That's quite shady. Um, let's see. Wait a minute. We have 16 minutes left to converse about this, and I do want to go ahead and bring up Diamond and Keyshawn because Diamond has been trying to take care of it since the beginning, and now he's in the trunk. So what did y'all mm. think about the whole Keyshawn and Bring my Derek, boy Diamond. Not Keyshawn and Derek. Sorry. Keyshawn and Diamond. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Keyshawn and Diamond. Um, I know there's some question as to how long has Keyshawn been there. Because it's like, obviously, she's coming back off maternity leave. But, like, I don't even know how many kids she had and all this and that. But, di- but Diamond clearly is more aware of, you know, he's been watching her. He knows more what's going on. And I did think it was interesting mm-hmm. that in the dough, he's just like, uh, I can take care of that for you. You know, he could be a distant memory, um, yeah. just say the word. And um, she's kind of annoyed, like, especially when he says, um, so she says, you know, you don't want to have any more bodies on that conscious. And he said, well, better his than yours. And, I think it shows how, you know, people can be watching you and they're watching you go through this and they want to be there for you and they're trying to be honest because some of them just kind of look away. Some of the girls kind of just don't even address it. Some of them are just like, hey, yeah, whatever. But Diamond is like facing her with it. Like it could be you. And she's more annoyed than anything. You know, um, and I think it points to how sometimes it's like that. Like I was always told, if you ever see a couple fighting, do not get involved because nine times out of ten, and that man is dragging that woman up and down the street, and you go to try to save her, she going to help him whoop your ass. And in most cases, that's how it kind of goes. Like that woman you're trying to save will turn on you, you know, so you have to be careful how you broach that. So I thought that was interesting. So do you think they kind of set us up for Keyshawn turning that gun on Diamond when she did? Like, should we have been expecting that? Yeah, I guess so. I I didn't think about that, but you make a a valid point, and that's exactly what we find. That's what we saw in the end. Mm -hmm. It's Diamond versus Derek, and she pulls the gun on, on Diamond. 
person who, I mean, in this instance, he's not necessarily, like, that's one of the reasons why he's doing this, but no, that is the reason why he's doing this. Yeah, exactly. So anyways, and that's what she does. So yeah, that I guess that was like a little uh, foreshadowing into that space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good point. Good point, uh, Tanika. Tia, did you want to add anything to Keyshawn and Diamond conversation? Um, no, I, I, the only thing about this scene, I'm weird, is, I, isn't this when she said, are you going to come and eat your Vianna sausages or nah? That yes. was the part about the scene yes. that I was like, yes. I just thought yes. that was really cute. That was. Yeah, she was trying to be all courteous. He's like, oh, you're breastfeeding. And she's mm-hmm. like, look, uh, whatever, you're you going to eat your lunch and mm-hmm. I'm acting weird. So, Kendra, yeah. do you have anything to add to Diamond and uh, Sip? No, I just wish she would have let him take care of it right then and there instead of waiting. You know, I market her. Can you take care of it? But, yeah, <laughs> that's all the thing about that little point. Yeah. Well, you know, they had to have a whole storyline. We had to meet the man that is beating her like this. And they set up mm-hmm. really good because every, everybody does not like this. And kudos to Jordan because he is playing that role. Like, he he's acting so good that you're like, does he beat anything? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he does such a great yeah. job. He plays, he plays that character very well. Um, and I think that's, yeah, I think that's kind of like the measure. Um, it's sort of like somebody put on uh, the timeline about, and I know this is different, about no, the scene in Noah's Ark and was like, you could tell this person is straight um, because of how they kiss. Remember that tweet, Tanika? And yeah. it's like, we don't get that on this show. You know what I'm saying? Like, we do not get mm-hmm. that on this show. You can actually look at their acting and be like, um, yeah, I know this is our fun's acting, but shit, you know, yeah, that's murder. Like, you know, Derek, it's the same thing. You know how to separate the characters when you're not watching, but the fact that they can get into that role and fit into that role and you're not like, um, oh, look how he's kissing her. Like that that doesn't make sense. Like that doesn't look like yeah. whatever, you know? Yeah, so, that's one of the things yeah, the, so the cool. things about the show that there there are very mm-hmm. few weak links when it comes to acting. Mhm. Yep. Yeah. Casting is amazing for this yep. show. Yeah, I think uh Jordan Loki got me together the other day. I did see the hook back and forth a little bit. Okay, Okay, Jordan. I see you. Don't get beside yourself. No, but I love love Jordan. Jordan is amazing. Yeah, he he truly is. Like, even uh, even Dan, like, playing Corbin. Like, Mm -hmm. um, you you can actually say, like, you know what? I wonder if he be saying I get a little cunty in real life. Like I'm just, you know, <laughs> he, all these actors play so good. That's all I'm trying to say. Okay. 
Um, all right. So we have Bye Barbidic, and we're going to, like, wrap it up um, soon. So if anybody has um, thoughts about the episode, feel free to give us a call at 515 602 9773. 515 602 9773. Kendra, is that all you had? All your thoughts? Yeah, that was it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much for calling. All right, y'all. Thanks, Happy for y'all. Congratulations again. Okay, yeah. I like the updates and everything like that. But, yeah. I like talking okay. to you on Twitter. All right. See you on the timeline. Okay. All right. All right. Bye. All right. Um, okay. Does anybody want to discuss any other topics that happened in the episode? Um, that we didn't get to? Um, I don't have a topic. I just want to – one thing that really stood out to me and um, how things in the show can change from the pilot was uh, Murda and Mercedes in that, that VIP room compared to Murda and Mercedes um, at the end of episode Snow. You know, in, in the room he was, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. you want to partake in my party. He wasn't, it wasn't the, the, the deference and the reverence he had for her um, when he was sitting in that seat and his leg was shaking and he was telling her how much of a legend she was. It, th these two interactions were so different to me and it really stood out how much that changed between the pilots. Mm-hmm. I agree. I have something similar, but Uncle Clifford, the the first introduction of Uncle Clifford to me, every time I go back to this episode and her in the locker room and all that is such a different Uncle Clifford than what we've got in the rest of the series. Like, rest of, this Uncle Clifford seems kind of, I don't know, shallow and, I don't know, just didn't give the same. So that was a part. Even within the episodes, the Uncle Clifford in the locker room from the Uncle Clifford in the Paradise Room really, truly seem like two different people. Yeah. Very, very true. To be honest, I wish that I could um, – I wish I would have seen the play because I feel like even though, yes, lots of things change, blah, 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 but just to um, – compare and contrast with the show, with the play, as far as Uncle Clifford, which you're talking about, Tia. Because I wonder, I know I know, stage and screen is totally different, but I really want to know what are the main things that Katori changed from Uncle Clifford's character on stage to on screen. Was there anything that she was like, okay, you know what, we have to change this. We, we have to change that, you know, because Uncle Clifford is such a big part of the show. I mean, that, that is hello, you know. So I always, I always wish when um, – I wish I could actually see the play myself. When Nico speaks about how Uncle Clifford has evolved maybe multiple times from the very first page read 
to Mm -hmm. what we see on the screen, you know, that over Mm -hmm. that course Mm -hmm. of, I want to say it was about 10 years, they've been Mm fine-tuning and working the details of who Uncle Clifford is. So there's probably been many Mm -hmm. reincarnations of her. Yeah, and I would love to hear them. (laughs) Right. Okay. That's why I'm like, and I would love to hear them. Um, Okay. What? I said, okay. What you say? Oh, no, I'm just saying. I I, I would love for her to um, share those things. I know, um, hopefully, anyway, hopefully she'll uh, be able to share that with us. Eventually, we can ask her some questions we've always wanted to know. Um, does anybody else have anything else to add or any thoughts? Mm-hmm. I guess um, not, maybe not necessarily. Um was there anything we kind of left out or like danced around? Like I would, I would speak to. I'll say I'll go back and speak to the cinematography of the episode. I love. So I sometimes look into like how things are filmed and why. And so, did you all ever notice that first of all, when we first see Murda inside the club, it is shot with him and them coming in. It's almost like they're walking on the ceiling, and then it flips and transposes. Mm. So that's. That's actually our first hint that things aren't as what they seemed or that things will be flipped on um, Mm -hmm. its head because a lot of times in movies when they do that, that, that's that's a tell. But most of us don't know, but cinematically it's done that way, you know. And I think we already spoke to the fact of our, the foreshadowing of, them working together because even though we see him coming in, he's coming to talk to Sadie's, but Sippy is on the pole when he makes his appearance. So yeah, that's what I noticed. Yeah, that's one of the things that I had brought up because you you're the one that told me about the whole um, Sip being on the pole when Murder walks in. Stuff that I don't even mm-hmm. do, obviously. Um, okay, so we have three minutes left in the show. Um, do you have anything else to talk, even outside of the episode? Because we, we do have a lot of things that we are trying to work out to make things more interesting, more interactive. Um, shout out to Tia, who's done an amazing job with all the media and um, anything just uh, everything you see that's on the page that has to do with lights and videos and everything else, give give my girl Tia her props, please. And Ja and I have really been working hard on trying to figure out a flow of the show and everything else. Like today, there were no callers that wanted to talk about the different segments, but we have the the beauty of it is we have the live chat. So you're still able, there was a lot of conversation in the live chat. So, um, and Tanika, excellent, excellent job on articles and social engagement. I just wanted to give y'all some love, and I need everybody to show them love as well on the timeline. 
Okay? So does anybody want to add anything else? Tia, do you have anything you want to add or, like, as far as saying stuff or? I just, if you're going to listen to us, I think it's put it in the chat, but if you're going to listen to us anywhere, like, rate us as much as you can and not, and if you, like, if you have time outside of the five stars, just leave us um, written reviews. doesn't have to be long, just quick stuff because it just helps us in every way. And I, you know, thank you so much, Koji, for your uh, compliments now, but we all really do our thing together. The fact that the four of us kind of got together and did this is just weird because we were all like not expecting this and it just works. And I love y'all. Love you too. Love you too. Um, I want to apologize for that beginning though. I promise you next week, I promise you next week, I will not be on mute at the top of the show. Okay. Tadika, what you doing? Watching football, sweetie? I am right here with y'all. I don't miss football. That's going off. No, I'm in the chat. Anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. That's why, Listen, that's why if you listen to the show, I need you to come uh, be in the live chat. Sign up. It's free because there's so much conversation happening in the live chat. Some people don't feel like calling in. So, yeah. Anyway, thank you. It was a very, very good show today. We'll be back next week. We'll be on episode 102. Remember, there's no poll. There's no polls. We are going in. Um, we're going in. We're going in. We're going in order. So make sure when you replay the show, you listen to the entire thing because we will keep recording after we're live. Okay, so y'all, we are no longer live. So, Lord Jesus. Oh, gosh. The thing about this show is that there's so many things going on. I may have to upgrade so we can get the extra 30 fucking minutes. Okay, so anyway, do y'all want to go ahead and close out? Because we're no longer live. Yeah, we can close out this one, and then are we still trying to come back today, or do you guys want to do it later in the week and talk about how yeah. we got introduced to the show as a bonus clip? Um, um, yeah, we'll 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 just we'll discuss it after I play the drop. Um, we'll we'll decide whether or not we want to come and and get that content together. So thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate the people in the chat. Kendra, thank you for calling in. Um, and, yeah, catch us on the timeline. We appreciate it. Anything else? No, nope, that's it. That's it. Nope. See everybody on the timeline. All right, then, guys. All right, then. Um, we will see you on the timeline. Come back next week. All right, girls. Appreciate y'all for listening to the show. You can find us on Blog Talk Radio by using the link bit.ly slash Pink Sunday. For Apple Podcasts, go to PinkSundayRadio.com. Make sure after listening to the replay, you leave a five-star rating in the review, as well as a subscribe. For Google Podcasts, go to PinkSundayRadio.com slash Google Podcasts, as well as Spotify at PinkSundayRadio.com slash Spotify. Hope to see y'all at the next episode.